Welcome back. It is week 19. Can you believe it, Pastor Glenn? Yes. 19, 19 episodes. Wow. Next week we need to do something special. Mm. Our 20th <laughs> anniversary, huh? Uh, exactly. <laughs> if only wedding anniversaries were this easy. <laughs> yeah, wedding, really. Went this quick. I tell you, I feel every bit of the years of my marriage. <laughs> well, you know, when you love doing something like we're doing. You know, it's all about loving what you're doing. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. Well, today we are talking about another gift. Um, a couple weeks ago, we talked about. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Misty. The gift of discerning spirits. Yes, the gift of discerning I tell you, it must be age creeping in on me because I just. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, we'll say that. Okay. <laughs> and I'll keep telling you, the memory of the righteous is blessed. <laughs> That's right. All right. So we talked about this, the gift of discernment. This week we're going to talk about the gift of faith, which is a beautiful gift. Yes. So what is the gift of faith is today's topic. Now, let's clarify right out of the gate. There's a difference between the salvation faith and the measure of faith that we've all been given to a gift of faith. Yes. There are two different things. Two different things. Okay. I'll just throw this over to your lap. Let you explain it, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's better given the example of, Misty. All right. Uh, when God spoke to Abraham, he didn't question it. When he gave him a rhema word and told him that he was about to make him the father of many nations and his life would be blessed and he made a covenant with him and all that, he didn't even question God. He believed God. He was fully persuaded and everything God told him came to pass. Even to the point where he was, was willing to sacrifice his own yes. son. And that's where God saw the trust in him for, for God. So how does that compare to like the measure of faith the Bible talks about or the faith that brings us to salvation? Because I think a lot of people get confused. They think that uh, the gift of faith is the same as that faith. No, no, it's different. You're given a measure of faith for where you are with the Lord. You know, when you first come to the Lord, you're given a measure of faith. So that's a faith that operates... Uh, in, in your everyday life. Yeah, in your everyday life. Yeah. yeah. And, and like look, last week, we talked about laying it on the altar. It takes that faith yes. to lay it on the altar. Yes. It takes faith to believe in Jesus yes. and to make him the Lord of your life and yes, to yield does. your will to him. All those things take faith. faith. It takes faith to say, God, I'm turning this over to you, my financial situation, and then refuse to worry about it or to get, until God tells you to move. All of those things take faith in all of them, every Christian. Right, and believing in something do. coming to pass that you can't see. Well, just like it says, you say to the mountain, be thou removed and be yes. thou cast into the sea. And you have faith the size of a mustard seed, which is the smallest yeah. seed. Uh, but you, that kind of faith is not what we're talking about. 
today. We're talking about a gift of faith. Yes. A gift of faith operates somewhat different. It's mentioned in 1 Corinthians 12. The gifts that are mentioned in the book of Corinthians are for the common good or the edification of the body of Christ. Right. But specifically, this type of faith is strong. Is unsh- mm-hmm. is an unshakable confidence in God. Yes, His word and His promises. You will know when that gift of faith comes on. Yes, you will. Yes, because you it's will. like a, somebody just you're like a, a bulldog. You can't be told any different. You don't care if anybody's laughing at you. You know that you know that God told you this. Right. There's lots of people. For example, you know, sometimes we talk about Joyce Meyer. Everybody told her, oh my. don't do it. Yeah. It's not right for a woman to, to teach and all this, that, and the other. And But she knew. And she God had heard from yes. God. There was a knowing. So when you're talking about a gift of faith, there's a knowing yes. that something is going to come to, fa- to pass. You've heard from the Lord, and you have a, you just... You, know. you don't question it. You don't even question it. It doesn't come Look at Noah. Time. Look at Noah. My goodness. How they laughed at him. How they laughed at that man. And he worked on this ark for well, building a, this ark. Well, it's like a hundred years. years. Yeah. It's like over a hundred. Over a hundred years. And still people were laughing at him. But when the day came. They laughed right ooh, up until the flood. I tell you that. And they were floating away under the water. They weren't laughing and, anymore. And they weren't laughing anymore. But it was too late then. So somebody that has a gift of faith in the church right now, you'll see you'll see great things come to pass yeah. through somebody that has a gift. Well, of faith. they call those things that be not as though they are. Now you can do that also with them with the faith you've been given. Right. But when you've got the gift of faith, whoo! When you call those things that be not as though they are, they come to pass. And it doesn't necessarily mean that everything that you put your Mind to the gift of faith is operating. Mm -hmm. It's usually something specific, something powerful. If you operate in a gift of faith, you'll probably operate in in it several times in your lifetime. But it's just something that's just so powerful. Yes, it is. And it's especially if if it's used for the edification of the body of Christ. And uh, for me, it happened to me, Misty. I talked about it before. On one of these podcasts, you, you told me. Mm-hmm. Uh, God told me he was going to give me a vehicle. And I said, well, I don't want one of them. I don't need one. It's just like a, a Cadillac. I don't need one of them either. <laughs> but within minutes, that particular vehicle he told me he was going to give me went whizzing by me. I didn't know that's what it was, but I thought, man, what a nice-looking vehicle. And I drove past the speed limit a little bit just to see what that thing was, and it was what he told me, what he had just told me he was going to give me. Now, I went home and told my husband this, and he laughed at me. His brothers, his whole family thought I was eat up with dumb, you know, with just <laughs> laughing their heads off at me and thinking, that ain't going to happen, Glenda. Well, 30 days later, it was in my driveway. Amen. You took hold. I took hold of what he told me, and I spoke it forth, and I called it in in the name of the Lord, that thing that be not as though it was. Well, you know, if you want some more references to people that operated in the gift of faith, we're even talking about Old Testament people like Noah 
So Hebrews 11 is called the Hall of Fame. Yes. Um, you know, Noah, Abraham, mm-hmm. uh, all those people that are mentioned. So if you're thinking to yourself, you know, I believe I may operate in a gift of faith. Go to Hebrews 11 and see that list of people and then go and, and reread those verses on those people. And see how God demonstrated that powerful gift of faith in them. Yeah. You know, you know when he did that for me, <laughs> at first I didn't realize why he done it. But then I began to see the reason he had done it was to illustrate his word. Mm-hmm. Call those things that be not, Glenda, as though they are, and it will come to pass. And it did. And that gave me such faith then afterwards. And the other people that were around me saw that it happened. It gave them more faith. Well, that's edifying. Yes. That's edifying other believers. Yes. Somebody who operates in a gift of faith, I mean, it's just a... But you don't have to have the gift of faith. You can... (laughs) You can believe for that by just what the word says. Call those things that be not as though they are. Right. Say to the mountain, be out removed. And like we said last time, a gift is something you can ask for. Yes. You can go to God and say, God, I, I would like to yes. need the gifting in this area. But usually the people that have that are operating in a gift of faith are an inspiration. Yes. To other believers, like you talked about with the with the Lincoln Navigator. I mean, yeah, others, but it also was an inspiration to me yeah. because I was a new Christian. I was not that old, you know, maybe a couple years into Christianity and learning about God. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for him to have done that, to, to told me what he was going to do and did it. And when I, I knew it was impossible. Right. He made the impossible possible. Well, and it's, you're exhibiting a, such a confidence in God that shows to any to anybody around you. I mean, it's just it's like a beacon. Yes. Of of your faith, your confidence. Well, like I told you, I don't care. You could not tell me any different. I knew that I knew that I knew. Mm-hmm. And also, the people that operate in the gift of faith, they do it in. There's still a humility there. Mm-hmm. They're not like big outspoken you look at me look at what i got type of people they're very they tend to be humble about it and um they operate in a humble godliness they might even be caught is like they're quietly fierce yeah that's one way i've heard to describe <laughs> yeah even though there's that they have a zealous confidence they're and they they have a fierceness I didn't ever let it get to me. It's not something, it's all still done in humility yeah. and giving all glory, all no credit, matter how much everything they, to yeah, God. It's got that, nothing to do with me, it's all about God. No matter how much they laughed at me, how much they thought, whatever, I didn't, I didn't think any less of them. Right. Because they hadn't heard from God, they didn't know what God had said to me. And I didn't think any less of them, but... Even right down to the t- just before it happened, I just turned to my husband one day and I said, you know, he's saying, you need to forget this. You need to just let it go. And I turned to him and I said to him, you just don't know my God. Mm-hmm. That's a, a, a very common demonstration 
from the, from somebody who's operating in a gift of faith. They yeah. just refuse to be told anything yes, different. I couldn't be told They have different. latched on to what they've heard Whew. from God, and there's no tearing it away from them. No, no. Uh, and, you know, sometimes that happens. A lot of people have the gift of faith when it comes to a serious illness in the family. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, you know, they'll get a word from God about that situation over some loved one or whatever. And they're right there. And, and you've seen it happen in movies and stuff all the time that are real true stories. Suddenly, out of nowhere, that person recuperated because that person had the gift of faith. And not only did he uh, confess it, now others around him started confessing it. Well, you know, that's very funny that you say that because I just, God just brought something to my recollection was about me. When I was diagnosed with liver disease, I've talked a little bit about that in the past. Um, they told me that I was going pretty much pronounce a death sentence over me. Uh, as I've, as I said, and I like to call it going through the seven stages of grief in about an hour. And, uh, it was almost like something just flipped inside of me. There was just like a switch just went off. And all of a sudden, I operated in such confidence that this was not going to take me down. It wasn't happening. I mean, you had I had people telling me, doctors, I mean, we all know you can't believe everything comes out of a doctor's mm-hmm. mouth. But I had doctors telling me, in six months, um, I'm probably, I could be dead. Certainly would be dead in a year without a, tra- without a transplant. This was in 2017. We're now in 2022. Yes. There has been no transplant. As a matter of fact, I actually went, did something that you're not supposed to be able to do, which was kind of reverse back some of that. Because I was pronounced at stage four, liver disease, which is the final stage. It's yes. end stage. It's death. And um, the last time I was at the doctor, they said I was stage three. Um... So, but the nurse that was there that witnessed what happened, she said she never saw someone just like that, just change immediately. To go from such torment and grief and sorrow, because I mean, like I said, you just don't know. You just don't know what that's like to be told you're about you're going to die. Well, immediately you're in a hopeless state. Mm-hmm. I mean, despair. I mean, I called you on the phone. Yeah. And I I was so sick at the time. I was just so sick. I don't even remember what I said to you back then. But what did I say to you? That I needed to get right with God. And I said, stop crying and get off the phone right now and call out to the only one that can help you. Mm-hmm. And that's what I did. And then it suddenly it dawned on me, this was the devil trying to take me out. Yes. And I had let him do it. It's never God. God never does anything like that. It's the enemy that comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Well, and I had let him do it by the choices. Oh, yeah. The choices that I had made for years and years and years. And so the point being is when I felt that switch just flip in my mind, at that point I just knew that I was going to be all right. Yes. That I was going to recover. That the, that the this was not going to take me out. Yes. That God had a plan, a purpose, and design for my life that had not been fulfilled. And I believe a, a lot of that plan, purpose, and design is right here in this podcast. Yes. 
Amen. You know, for me to be able to go out to people, because I tell you, when you have been through in your life, and I've been through a lot in my life, you have a unique ability to reach other people and with, with your experience. And I'm not talking about just me. You that are listening to me right now that have been through a lot in your life, you may be the only one that can reach someone. Yes. Who is experiencing something similar. That's why I told somebody that was that we knew that was kind of had a death sentence pronounced over them. And it's like you need to talk to somebody who's had a death sentence put on, put on them and came through it. Yes. Because nobody else can understand that. So when you are operating in a a spirit of faith, a gift of faith, it's a whole different. I just other than that, that's the best way I can describe it. Yes. It's wholly different. You just know. You just, you just know. know that you know that God is, is, his hand is on it. Yes. Amen. So, I mean, we'll continue. This is only the second in our line on the spiritual gifts, but we're going to do them all mm-hmm. gradually. Mm-hmm. You know, not one after the other, but uh, we will get them all in eventually. But if you have any questions, about the spirit of faith, you feel like that's something that you may operate in, by all means, if you're not listening to us right now on YouTube, you can go to YouTube and, and find us, I Want to Know, Christian Podcast, just search for that on YouTube, and you can comment, you can also go on our website, The Father's House, B-O-C, it stands for Body of Christ, dot com, and there's options on there to ask for prayer, or you can just send us communication. And let us know, um, you know, if you have a question. If you'd like to hear something answered, you have something and you would really like to hear it answered like we're doing right now, feel free. We would love to hear from you. Isn't that right, Mom? That's right. That's right. You know, you don't necessarily just have to, you know, I heard the Lord speak to me. Noah heard. Abraham heard the Lord speak to me. Whatever. But God can speak to you not only that way. Misty, Mm -hmm. but pick up the Word of God. Start reading the Word of God and suddenly something might jump off that page at you that gives you such a gift of faith. Woo! The Word is powerful and it's truth. And we've talked about this before, but praise and just sitting there listening to some praise and worship. I mean, can touch you. Can God touch can speak you. to you. And God can speak to you in that moment. Yes, He can. Because a lot of times God's trying to get to us with, with this, all this congestion. You know, it's kind of like when you're, you have a really bad sinus infection. And all, and you know, you can't hear right, you can't smell, you can't half see. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the way it is with us in the spirit realm. Yes. There's a lot of congestion. <clears throat> And God has to get through that. And especially if you're not somebody that actively has practiced, you know, where, where you know you hear the voice of God. Yes. It can even be more <clears throat> difficult. Yes. So by, set yourself up for success. <laughs> get in the Word. Ask God, say, God, I want to hear your voice. But put yourself into a position where you just let go of all that other stuff. And a lot of times you'll hear God through praise. Praise music, worship, right? You know, that song we just sung, uh, Make Room. Oh, that's a beautiful song. <laughs> yes. You know, I mean, we... His, you know, it says, one part of it says, His way is better. Yeah. Oh, my. How true. Yeah. Why don't you build that out for us, Mom? 
<laughs> His way is better, and there's no other way that's better. I will tell anybody out there right now, as a witness, as a child of God, there is no way better than God's for your life. And if you find out that plan and purpose he has for your life and you get on that path, you get on that right path with him, I'm telling you, he can take you to places you've never been before. And God will bless you and your family and your household. He'll just take your life and turn it around, won't he, Misty? Amen, hallelujah. Woo! Praise Jesus. I tell you what, I cannot wait for the day that the Lord comes. But until yes. then, I just, I'm just happy to be in His presence and you know, spiritually and being able to do His will. Yes. Amen? Yes. So as I said, we are preparing for a virtual church. Yeah. We've actually, we've got plans in the works, guys. Yes. We went to the, we are church board has released the funding for it and we're going to start work on working on um, being able to capture things that go on here in the church like our teaching our worship yes things like that and it will be uh, the father's house boc.com will become a virtual church meeting space if, now, if I can just get the people that go to the church to get on there and, and get involved, too. <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of them are a little older, like Mom. <laughs> you know, it's a little hard sometimes to, shy. to get her uh, up to speed. My, 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 Misty. Who keeps up with who these days? You know what? We're talking about technology, okay? Oh, and, you might and, have it on me there. And the honey. Lord will t Lord will be my witness that says that <laughs> you don't even know how to send an email straight sometimes. <laughs> and that's that's twenty year old, thirty year old technology. My goodness. My goodness. Why should I have to worry about all that? You can do it. Let me just reach across the table. <laughs> that's what daughters are for. Who said? I said. Oh, I tell you what, we're operating in some in some simpleness right now. But <laughs> well, you see what I got to deal with. Y'all think that your mom's crazy? Well, let me tell you. <laughs> All right. Try doing a podcast with your mother. Yes, <laughs> yes. All right. Praise the Lord. Well, Pastor Glenda, or Mom, since you're so lively, why don't you see us out with prayer? Lord, we just thank you for this blessed opportunity you've given us to help people to feed your sheep. Lord, you said, feed my sheep. And that's what our heart's desire is to be fulfill your heart's desire, Lord, on this earth today. So, Lord, thank you. Thank you. And I pray that if there be any of those out there today that don't know you, this is the day of salvation, your word says, that they'll come to know you, Lord, and come into the kingdom of God and be our brothers and sisters in Christ. For that's all that matters, Lord. We're going to be with them one day. We'll all be together in heaven with one another. And Father God, I just thank you for that. When it happens, Lord, it happens. Praise the Lord. And we pray it soon in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Be blessed this week. Go out and just have victory and deliverance from whatever is holding you back. And we will see you next week. Uh, and I was about to say something, and now I can't say it because I don't know what next week's topic is. <laughs> well, I'm sure you will. I'm sure I will. <laughs> All right, guys. See you later. All right.
Thank you for listening in to today's podcast. Next week, we're going to be talking about the goodness of God. How good is God? He is so amazing and so loving. So don't miss that. Also, next week, we should have some, not all, of our new sound equipment set up. So we should sound just a little better. I'll see you here next Tuesday. Take care.